Iowa everywhere. Um, we'd love to tell you what this podcast is about, but the truth is, we don't know. The CW Pod, at home on Iowa Everywhere. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed, seedsmanship at work. All right, guys, let's get after it. This is a uh, fresh look, brand new CW Pod. So I have my own podcast feed there for a long time. It's still going to exist. Uh, But we are moving it primarily over here to Iowa. Everywhere, we'll keep telling you about it. But I'm I'm hoping to do this as close to weekly as possible now that we are out of the crazy part of the college athletics season where I'm just going to get after it on a bunch of topics that interest me. I'll have fun guests on here. And we start today with WrestleMania. It's coming up on Saturday and Sunday. I got my main man, Ted Flint. He hails from Kansas. You may know him from the Twitter. He joins us. We are presented by our friends at Circa Resort and Casino. Just got back from there. They just put out a video from opening day, and the sports book is full, and I'm already having withdrawals from not being there. Uh, One of my favorite places in the entire world. And I would encourage all of you to get out there to Las Vegas and visit our friends from Circa. And if not, at least download the Circa Sports Iowa app to do your betting. Hello, Ted. How are you, my friend? Well, you know, I'm, I'm thriving. Your voice definitely sounds like you just came off of a Vegas bender. A little bit of a like raspy voice there. <sighs> yeah. And honestly, I haven't been home. So this is my really first week home since February. Wow. I mean, when you count Big 12 tournament on the road for the NCAA tournament, you come back, head to Vegas for Sweet 16. So, yeah, I'm I'm dead tired. Not just the Vegas bender part, but just, you know how, like, when we, you're, you get old like we are? Yes. Just traveling much. in general just wears on you? Or just everyday life wears on you. Like, we do, like, something just four days in a row. I don't, have, I don't know how you do it. Like, like and I, I have Little League baseball season coming on, so I'm going to be busy now for, like, the next eight weeks just at the fields. You know. I feel you there. We started this week, man. First practice was on Monday. I literally got home Sunday night. We had our first softball practice on Monday. So, how's your team looking? You're going to take the ship? I got one girl who's basically like Jenny Finch. All right. Except she's not a pinch pitcher, but she's, she's okay, we'll put it in cycling terms. She's Sammy Williams. Truth here. So, in our league, it's like first through third graders are all kind of together. Yeah. That's a big difference in like maturity of kids, a third grader compared to a small. Yeah, seven, eight, nine, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this girl was the last one to hit, and I'm just kind of feeling out the team on Monday, right? And the first practice of Little League is always the hardest because you don't know the skill levels. I don't know these kids. I don't know their parents. And I'm kind of just, you're just rolling the dice and like, because it's, it's scary when you put that kid with that kid to play catch because one of them can just beam it at another and the other one doesn't even know how to catch. And my kid's the one who doesn't know how to catch. So, like, I'm very cognizant of them. And we've, we've gone through hitting and everything's fine. Again, I'm just throwing a couple of pitches to every kid because I just want to see their skill level for the next practice where we can start to get some things done. And this girl freaking hit a piss rocket. And... <laughs> 
goes about three inches from cracking like four girls in the face. And I just, it just terrifies me the amount of anxiety I get from these things. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like, like I said, you're playing 789. So, like, some nine year olds can really hit that ball. And if you have like a couple of seven year olds playing the infield, that ball can get to them real quick. Yeah. You know? And then parents don't understand like why you always put their kid in the outfield. Well, it's because I'm, I'm doing it for their safety. I'm not, I want everybody to play. I'm not, I'm the least competitive dude out there as far as the coaches go. And it's just, I don't know. It's, it's a blast, but it's terrifying. Like my anxiety levels just got, cause I don't want anyone to get hurt. Right. Or be Anyways. upset. Anyways, this is what they came to the podcast where was uh, us discussing. <laughs> That's minor league what this baseball. pod is going to be. Okay. <laughs> And you're going to be my pro wrestling guy. So this will be good. We, now, we've both really gotten into the AEW. This won't be an A. We will do some AEW down the road. But we really wanted to talk about WrestleMania, which is coming up this weekend. It's by far the most mainstream draw for pro wrestling yeah, every right. year. Um, I got to be honest with you. We'll break down the card a little bit. I'm not crazy about this card in general. I mean, I think I still probably watch WWE more than you do. Well, I know you do, but I follow along. I, I follow wrestling podcasts and Twitter accounts. So like, I know what's happening. So, I want to say one thing first. The The Bloodline deal with Sami Zayn at the Royal Rumble, in my opinion, was one of the greatest things WWE has ever done. It was beautiful. It was they, those guys should have gotten an Emmy for it. It was perfect. I watched that match. It was great. It was phenomenal. Like I listen. Like it takes a lot. I've had two moments with pro wrestling in the last couple months that did that, and it was the um, MJF Brian Danielson match as well in AEW. I was just like, that's one of the best matches I've ever seen. And I made like, my because uh, it was still late. I made my eleven uh, year old the next day watch that whole match. He watched it straight through. Didn't even move. All 60 minutes of it. It was, oh, it was, it was perfect. The The Bloodline, Sami Zayn, Angle was one of my favorite things I've ever seen in WWE. I think this entire Bloodline angle that's been going on for years now is the best thing WWE has done, in my opinion, since Punk came back and Cena was the champ and we didn't really know... Like, is this, there's a little bit of like reality mixed in where you're like, oh, well, who's the champion? Right, right. Did Cena know that Punk was going to come out there? He had supposedly quit the company. To, so, so, like, I want to give them props because they're trying to wrap this thing up. You can tell. And, but I, I just, I, I, I don't like the card in general, but we will talk about it. I, so, I, I want to, before we get in, I want to ask you about that. Do you think, like, I'm a huge Cody fan, I love Cody. Do you think they screwed up by not having Sammy go against Reigns and, and we the one that takes it? I don't know, but I'll tell you what happened for me. And I, I was like you, so I, I appreciate Cody for what he is. He's this trailblazer. He's this disruptor. He's yeah for all the things he did outside of WWE. He's just the guy's like a visionary. How did WWE all of a sudden make me hate him? <laughs> Well, he, wherever he goes, you, you end up hating him. When he left AEW, everyone was hating him. Like, it's just because he's the one that's they're pushing. They're the one that, like... Oh, my God. Like, he, they've shoved this thing down my throat so much. They make him come out 30 in the Rumble, and he wins. And it's just like, I... They've made me hate him. I'm rooting for Roman Reigns, even though I know he's not going to win. Well, see, this How is have they I, done this? This is where this is the selfish AEW fan of me. Like, I hope Reigns wins, so that way, like... 
people like FTR don't go over there. It's like, why would I go over there? If they couldn't give Cody the belt, why would I, why would I switch ships? If he doesn't win clean on Sunday, I don't know what they do. He needs to win clean, straight up. He needs to win it. And we might all, you might, you might hate it, but that better happen. All right. I don't know how, where they go next. Where do they go next? If My buddy, him? Aaron, who works for, uh, he works at Circus Sports. I was talking with him in Vegas last week about this and he's he's a smart wrestling fan okay he's much smarter than me like i'm i'm a doofus and i don't take it nearly as seriously as a lot of you guys and like not in a dorky way i'm not saying that but like a lot of you guys like study it and you watch every week oh yeah the guy that i do the podcast with jason mitchell is the same way like he's i watch it for the stories he watches it for the matches yeah i'm with you i'm more like you okay i'm more i just want to be entertained type guy um, Dave made me hate Cody Rhodes, and I don't know what the answer is. Um, I do know that I liked him. I popped really freaking hard last year, even though you knew he was coming back to take on uh, Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Right. I respected Cody in- immensely more for what he did in AEW, and it made me like a fan for life of him. And they've made me hate him. They've made me despise the guy. I think he's a dork. I want him to lose. Well, he is. The he's John dork. Cena is what my buddy Aaron said. They've turned him into John Cena. And now, like, you've got John Cena, like, endorsing the guy. It's crazy. Well, Cody's always been a dork. Like, like even back, like I said, at AEW, there was a whole like, Cody-verse thing. Where, like, his segments did not match up with everything else on the show. So Cody's a huge wrestling dork. But that's also why such a large segment of the fan base loves him because he's them. You know, like he knows everything. He knows the ins and outs. Like that match is gonna be really good. I'm gonna watch it. That match is gonna be really good. But like, so you, so you saw Reigns wins. Then what? What happens? In your well, head? Cody has to win. I mean, Vince is back, so Cody doesn't have to do anything. I mean, that Brock match shows you everything you need to know that Vince has his fingers and stuff again. It is interesting how they didn't break up the Usos. I thought that's the route we were going. I thought we were going to get Uso versus Uso and then Zayn versus Owens. I was for sure that's the route they were going about a month ago, and they didn't do that. So you do see a a future for the bloodline here. Right. Win or lose. They're not going to go away. I I have seen that, and I get the Usos confused. But one of the Usos is like on the fence, right? So I have Jay. So I have seen people say that a Jay should be the one that finally beats Roman to like go full circle. You know, I just, I can't see that. Well, the whole thing got screwed up though, because weren't they like planning on the rock? Yes. He was supposed to be there. Yes. This, this year. And he decided like not to, from what I understand. Yeah. Well, you could do rock versus reigns without the belt. So like, I think at one point I assume reigns is going to drop the belt before mania. And then it's just gonna be rock versus reigns just at a match, you know? Yeah, because you can't do the whole rocks the champ thing again. No, they tried that, and it was like terrible. With him and Cena. He, he took no, he took it off the Punk, didn't he? I think they got Punk. No, him and well, yeah, he did take it off of Punk. You're right, but then him and Cena did their program for like two years, and wasn't the Rock the champ? Yeah, he was a champ for a minute. You know, like I just don't think the Rock cares enough to do it anymore. Like, and he has and bigger he's got fish all this other him. shit going on. Too busy tanking the uh, DC movies to care about WrestleMania. So, but uh, I, I had read in some dirt sheets that it was because he didn't think he could get in good enough shape because apparently the last time, which is crazy when you look at the man, but apparently the last time he came back after 
a long break. He like tore his pec or something, or like something really bad happened, and he had to finish the match. And I, I don't know. And there's like a whole lot of cardio that takes place in pro wrestling that you don't realize. And I think just you know, like come back and do that. Like Rock might be huge, but like going hard for 15 minutes, I think as hard as they do, it takes a lot. You and know, more to like thing. to make it look real. Right. Right. Because that's you know. like once you're winded, it's a lot harder to you know correct fake that stuff. So, but back to this Cody Reigns thing. So, is that the match you're most looking forward to? Like you should get uh, all mean, these notes. What's your What's your? Are you not yeah, rank the matches? Yeah, that one. That one definitely. I think anything Bloodline related in WWE is interesting. So, how is that Bloodline tag match not the main event on night one? That's what I want to know. Yeah, this Cena Austin Theory thing is. In fact, I had planned on. I'm wearing for those listening on the podcast only. I'm wearing my a CM Punk shirt. I have the greatest of all time, but I was contemplating wearing my new Cena shirt, the like eight bit Nintendo yeah, one. Yeah, because we're a Cena family. Cammy loves herself some John Cena. She likes walking around the house. All kids love Cena. John Cena. Yeah, yeah, I'm cool with that. Once I became a dad, I went straight Cena. I, I was the guy like booing him ten years ago. Cammy's born. All right, kids, we're we're putting on our John Cena shirts and we're heading to Wells Fargo Arena. All right, and I went all in on it, and I'm cool with that. Uh, this this Cena Austin. So this Austin theory is the United States champion, it, but he like he's kind of the new guy Vince loves, right? From what he, I understand, yeah, he got his last name back finally, and uh. Um, yeah, he was Vince's guy. He was he won the Money in the Bank a couple years ago, and like Vince pushed him, and then you know the crowd didn't take to him. But so now he's going against Cena in this match. But also, I think it's hilarious. Like all week, we we're like, that's gonna be the first match. They're gonna open night one with Cena versus Theory because they want to get people in the seats. And then today, like two hours ago, they unveil it, and it's the main event. On so night is one. that like is that the actual match order that thing you sent me? I assume it's on, it's on WWE.com. I take That's that. insane that they Man. wouldn't put Charlotte and Ripley or the tag match. I mean, I, ass- I assume it's the match order because the second night has Roman and Cody at the top. Yeah, I just wondered if they just put those guys at the top just because Cena's the biggest star and they're trying to get people excited to We're going to find out. I mean, I, I read that as a match order. Well, it's certainly how it looks. I, right. I agree with you. But I was wondering, you know, it's WWE. All, they could change anything that they want. Because all week they said Charlotte was going to be the main event versus Bianca, right? So, but like, Ari, sorry, Ripley had the wrong thing. But like, I got that's what I thought. I thought Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley is going to be the main event in that night, night one. And now apparently it's not. So, like, I'm intrigued, you know. I'm going to probably have watch it on Saturday night. There's nothing else going on, right? Oh, wait, a Final Four, but, you know don't really have anything to root for there but uh yeah like i i took that as being the main event and i can't believe that's the main event because i assume that they're gonna book theory to go over xena strong to help him out and i can't imagine that's the main event is there a surprise <sighs> i mean it's the only thing me. i could think of because like nobody gives a shit about this match right I don't. I don't. And, get they, what and they've done a terrible job of building it up too. They haven't made me care about it at all. Well, like I said, I think the surprise would have been if it went first and Theory just beat him like in five minutes and it was done. Like just to elevate. I like him. that time Sheamus did that to Brian Danielson. 
I remember watching that live. I mean, they, like, they, he like kicked him and he pinned him in like 15 seconds. Yeah. It was a whole thing. Yeah. God, that's been like 12 years ago. We're old. Yeah, we are old. <laughs> we are old. Okay. Um, we'll get into some other matches, but this two night deal. So I want to make a point. I understand why they do it. Okay. Like it's a revenue thing in those old WrestleMania nights strung on forever started like at six were, and then eleven thirty. yeah they're really 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 long and then like that you know and then they'd have those s- stupid matches where they just shove people out there just to get them on the card and then you know it, it got to be very forced but i also like there's something about the one night wrestlemania that i really long for too now that we've had these two night shows for well it, imagine going like, to watch that live like how much would oh it would suck it, live there's no doubt about that. Well, I mean, like not... the two-night thing. I get to go back. I mean, how many people are just going on Sunday but won't go on Saturday? I, I don't know. I, I I, guess as a TV viewer, I prefer the one-night thing. What about well, you? I agree. But like you said, it's it's a long night. And uh, AEW has this problem, too. Like, these peer reviews last five and a half hours. Like, and like well, you said... I, all these shows, and, and AEW is going to fall into this, too. Less is more. I don't right. need to watch wrestling four nights a week, five nights. I don't need to. Less they, is more. Right. They already are – like Rampage is already stupid. I don't watch Nobody Rampage. Watches. I don't watch Nobody Rampage. watches it now because we don't need to. They've told us you don't need to watch this show to follow the storylines. No. And now they're another hour. So To, you, to what? I, whoever is the one that pays her, Warner or Discovery, wants another show. Saturday nights early, it sounds like. <laughs> Like the old WCW Saturday night thing? Yep, exactly that. So Which I also want to watch. Absolutely no reason to watch that then. Uh, okay, regardless, um, the, the two-night deal. Yeah, like I just, I just feel like there's not a lot of depth in this card. Well, we'll go, through. go ahead. I was going to say the, the thing with the two-night thing, I do think the first night is more the fun night if you're looking at these like card. Like the more like less serious matches outside that bloodline tag match where you can just be like – you can go in and just watch the matches and enjoy them like that. That tag match with the uh, four teams is going to be great. The Becky Lynch, Lita, Trish status, you know, thing. That's going to be a fun match where like, you don't need to be invested thoroughly in those storylines to enjoy it, you know, but like where the second night, you know, Cody Rhodes, Roman, you have uh, Edge versus Finn Baylor. I guess Brock Lesnar's on the second night too. I thought that was the first night. Okay. Yeah. So like if I had to pick a night, I'm watching the second night. hundred percent. Yeah, me too. Edge, Finn Balor, Hell in a Cell be good. Oh, I forgot that's a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, and he's the demon. Yeah. The demon's coming back. Yeah, the so. demon versus Brood Edge, right? Yeah. <laughs> Is it? Is I think Brood so. Edge? <laughs> that's what they've been teasing, that we're going to get like the Edge from the Attitude Era. I'm there for it. But like that ha- that match has to go on towards the end of the card, though, right? Because if you're going to have the demon Finn Balor come back, it has to be nighttime, right? You can't do that match in the daytime. Oh, I remember when they did that, that one year that Sting came back and it yeah. was like daytime? Yeah, or Undertaker a couple of times has come back. You know? Yeah, it's horrible. It's got to be night out. So look at this card. You guys put like a Hell in a Cell match is going to deliver. but So I feel like you don't need like a cool down match between that and the main event. So maybe you put Gunther, McIntyre, uh, Sheamus there. But like... 
which I think is going to be fun. So I love a Haas fight. Give me all the Haas fights. Give me the big guys out there. Just like Lesnar, Omos. Almost, I, I think I'm really interested for that match. Because Lesnar does is, not. Are they going to squash Lesnar? I or is this a deal where they just build him up some more? Because they did it on Raw last week where it's like, oh, Omos's hands are bigger than Lesnar's. My God. I've heard this is his swans. There's lots of rumors saying that Lesnar's on like his like retirement tour. Like this is it. Like this. So he's gonna put some young guys over. Maybe. I just want to see him try to uh, suplex Omos. Has he done it yet on TV? They tried. He tried on Monday. I, guess I watched this happen. when I was eating lunch to prepare for this podcast, <laughs> and he like couldn't do it. Omos wouldn't let him. So I want to see how Omos takes a German suplex. Right? Like, can he physically take that? You know, that dude's big. Right, or if Lesnar can get him up over his head, like I was listening to a podcast on the way here, like it's very much they compared like the uh, the Hogan Andre thing, like what Lesnar can do to him, like if there's gonna be a moment where like like the F five, can he get him up for an F five? You know, at this can. age, I mean, he's gotten big show up for an F five, I'm sure. Yeah, right? the key is the key is can Omos do it, right? Because he's I just been in the game for like a year, right? Omos has yeah. like been around for a year or so. Like, what about I, I, this? What about this Mysterio match? I don't know anything about those two besides this. This Dominic Mysterio is <laughs> one entertaining son of a bitch. He's I know, hilarious. I know he like the fans have come around to him because like when he first showed up, everyone hated him, right? Because he showed up during the COVID era, right? When like yeah, and, and he doesn't really look like a guy. I mean, it doesn't look like a guy walk into a bar and you'd be like, oh, stay away from him. Right, he kind of just looks like a normal dude. Um, right. He's not exactly, but he he's funny. So, does Dominic win this match then? Does Ray put over let's his look own at son? the real, real world implications here, okay? So, Ray's getting put into the Hall of Fame, Ray Mysterio. And they've built up this whole program. And his whole deal is like, I'm not going to wrestle my kid. I'm not going to fight him, whatever. Does Ray really squash his kid at WrestleMania? In, like in real life. I think he puts over Dominic here. I think and he then does they too. Like, they like shake hands and Ray's like, oh my God, you impressed me so much. And then they like hug it out at the end. I mean, that'd be the feel-good story, or you could go, they do that, and then Dominic kicks him in the gut and does his finisher on him. You know, get ultimate heat, right? Well, that'd be great, too. You know. I mean, this Judgment Day has got real heat to it. Right. So, that's really, that's I'm really interested how they booked that. Now, I, I forgot that Ray was being in the Hall of Fame. So, like, you don't make a guy lose on this Hall of Fame weekend, do you? Like... I don't know, but again, like I just like the whole thing has been like, ah, oh, I won't, I won't fight my kid. Are you gonna squash your kid? Like everybody's already questioning his abilities. Yeah, yeah. That feels that, like Dominic wins. I, I, I'm, I got, I'm, if, I'm, if you're putting me on the record, that's who I got. It makes the most sense. Like Dominic wins because Ray's on his way out, and he can use this for whatever he wants to for the next how many years? I beat my dad. I. I smoked him at WrestleMania. That's oh yeah. That's the kind of guy I am, right? You don't want to mess with me. I can do, you know. I still think that they messed it up with this Judgment Day when they 
I mean, I get it because they were building up Finn Balor because this is a guy who has been kind of swimming in irrelevancy ever since he got hurt. Remember, he was like the first pick in like their draft. Like everybody right. thought he was the next big thing. I still think Edge is a heel faction leader would have been a great move. Like to me, Edge's character's a little bit washed. Well, up he got he got hurt though, right? Didn't Edge get hurt, and that's why they is had that the why whole... they did that? I don't I don't know. So I mean, yeah, Finn Balor is just like they they they've never known what to do with them. They have this demon thing that comes out and comes and goes every now and again, but like they never seem to use it at the right moment, right? Like to me, they fumbled it. And I definitely think he's winning Saturday, right? I think so. Generally, and, I mean, in these big stages, the old guys lose. They're trying to push over. Well, and Ed's contracts up or coming up. Like, I don't know if he's been resigned. Like, and there's been some smoke on places where, like, there might be one more Edge and Christian running them, not oh. in WWE. So, oh, in, in AEW or somewhere, you know, like, because, like, but I don't know where Edge's contract situation is right now. So, like, but I've definitely seen more than one person mention that there's one more Edge and Christian run somewhere. He's already in the Hall of Fame. Right. Like, he doesn't really have a lot more to do there. So, and but, you know that Khan would pay big dollars to get a name like that. Right. Oh yeah. Like he's worth more to AEW than he is WWE. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, and that, and since you know Triple H has taken over, it looks like 2020 signed a three-year deal. So, um, and since Triple H has taken over, there really haven't been any people moving from company to company. Like, so get someone like Edge. To come in there would be huge. Especially if you make it a surprise where it's not like it's not known. So that's why I got Baylor in this. To, to be long winded, that's why I think the devil's going to win on Sunday night. So. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll get this thing wrapped up. So we'll take Cody and Roman out. Like that's the match to watch. It's the tag match with the Zane Owens and the Usos, right? I just I feel like there's got to be more to this. Does Jay turn on his brother? Does. You know, I feel like Zane and Owens seems pretty secure at this well, point. I don't, I don't think that they have anybody turn up. Maybe it's Owens. Maybe Owens goes heel. I don't know. Feels like there's something going on here. Where's the other guy at? The uh, solo. Like, what's he doing? He doesn't have a match, I don't think. So then He's... you could you could have him interfering, and then Jay like goes against him, right? Like stops him from interfering. We're going to do this right. And then that cost him the match, you know, and then he, cause he's the of his brother and solo and all this shenanigans. And then he turns around and walks into a, you know, a stunner by Owens. Right. And then, then that's over. And then it's his fault. They lost. That's the way you go with it. In my opinion. Does you're, the you're rock like show him? up? Even if it's just to like fire up the crowd. When, where would you have him show up at? Lead off a show. You have lead him lead off. off? The show, or do you have him lead off the main event? He introduces the main event. Well, I kind of feel like if, you, if you're going to have him there, like he's got to have something to do with Roman right. one way or another. Does he interfere? Man, that whew, can you imagine on like Twitter if The Rock interferes to either cost Cody or Roman the match? 
Like, imagine it cost Cody to match. I, it'd be awesome. <laughs> and then Roman Cody. keeps his streak going. Oh, my God. I'm and just, then you set up Cody in The Rock at a later date. <sighs> we could start building that up for next year. Now I want to see it happen just to see how everyone would react. Look at us just fantasy booking this. Well, I mean, I already told you Cody needs to go over clean. Or they screwed this whole thing up. If he doesn't win clean, crossroads. But they didn't even like, the way I look at it, putting him 30 in the rumble. Which is and dumb. having him, that's not clean. Like, I, you know, like me as a guy, like, I'm just like, yeah, geez, here we go. He's the next guy they're going to shove down our throat for the next 10 years. And he's really not good on the mic. You know, there, like, I, and that's a conversation that should be had is like, if Cody wins, the WWE has done such a terrible job of building anyone else up. Who's even his next opponent? Because Reigns needs a break. You know, He's been saying now for months that, you know, at some point he's like an extended break. So if Cody wins a title, who do you even put up against him? McIntyre? Does that interest you at all? No. Not in the slightest. Theory? That's what I was going to say. If Austin crushes Cena, I mean, that's the one, right? Shoot him to the moon. Dominique Um, Mysterio. (laughs) So. What about Bauer? Yeah, I mean that's another one. You know, Heel Bauer, you got the Judgment Day. It can then you can kind of do against his USA color scheme that Cody always rocks. You know, but I hate his entrance music. <laughs> I hate his suits. I hate his tattoo. His I hate awful. everything about the guy. Like his it, tattoo is awful, and it drives me crazy. Like his hair, everything about it. I hate him, and I <laughs> and I want to like him. Like in real life, I think I'd really like this guy. Oh, I love made him. me hate him. Um, he's gonna get the biggest pop of the night. You think? Unless the Rock shows up or Austin. You know the one that they're gonna have a hard time with is Rhea Ripley because it feels like the crowd likes her, but they keep trying to make her be a heel. Who? Yeah, I mean, and she wrestles not... Charlotte, and I did... Charlotte as a face just doesn't really work for me. No, and. Rhea's the champ, right? No, Rhea's the... She won the Royal Rumble. Okay. Charlotte's the champ. So she's winning that match. She's beating Charlotte. Yeah. And you know, I could just see this be a moment like... Where people are cheering her, even though she's this gothic-looking heel. Well, she's part of Judgment Day, so... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and she's going to break up with Dominic or whatever. But, like, to me, like, they just... She's she's got to get over. I mean, I think... I mean... Yeah, I mean, or you, like I said, you sent Finn Baylor as a heel. Like, you could easily, it wouldn't take much, I get, I think, of those people that are in that Judgment Day stable to, to twist them with the crowd that's here for them. You know, like, hold on, like, but oh, you got me thinking about this too much. The last one we haven't talked about is Seth Rollins and Logan Paul. Dude can go. Logan Paul's like a really good wrestler. I watched that Saudi Arabia match that he had. It's incredible. Yeah, he can go. He's a big dude too. Like like he wins that, right? Paul's going to win that match. It's just guys like this who and even like McAfee, like it's hard for me to like with Logan Paul that he's going to sign up to get his ass kicked. Yeah, I mean, he's not. And like and Rollins will put anybody over. Like if anyone I mean, I guess that's probably the one that would go after Cody next, right? We were discussing that 5 minutes ago. That would Rollins, make a lot of sense. Rollins has the history there, but like Rollins, if anyone's like needs a, a legit run of a belt, it's Rollins. He hasn't had one in forever, you know. 
And his character right now is terrible. It's horrible. <laughs> he just laughs all the time. Making fun of another Iowan? I didn't think I was. I didn't think I was allowed in these spaces anymore. He, <laughs> he, um, I don't know. It's just he. Yeah, he needs. He needs a good heel run, a heel title run. He's just not a good face. So yeah, Paul's gonna win that match. That's, and that's on that's on Saturday. It's part of the fun card, as I said it. Like that's the the night that you can just like kick on and turning any of the matches on. It's gonna be fun like that. Uh, that four way tag with Ricochet and uh, not Braun Strowman. That's a different name now, right? Yeah, Where is he wrong? I won't even watch that match. <laughs> I won't watch that match. I'll turn this thing on about two hours after it started, and I'll fast forward to the stuff that I want to see. After the final, final four, because what time yeah, is he going to start? I'm watching the games, and then I'll then I'll watch WWE. It is a crowded wrestling week, and then like like you said, we have these two shows, and we have Ring of Honor show tomorrow night, Friday night, or whenever the heck this gets posted, which is a pay per view, which I'm interested in. I wish that was like ten dollars cheaper. It's forty dollars. If it was thirty dollars, I'd probably buy that show. You got Claudio and Eddie Kingston going, so like it's a busy weekend. It's a bu- this is the best weekend in the world for wrestling. You know, and all the wrestling companies are humming right now. I think AEW is getting their getting their juice back. Did you watch? Yeah, this we got week? a real like, and then with the WWE sale thing, it, it just feels like there's real, real juice. juice. Yeah, like which is good. These kind of, like, you don't want to hear, but, like, WWE being good helps AEW. AEW being good helps WWE. Like, the better these shows are, the better it is for everybody involved. Even if you're not watching one or the other. Like, it forces them to be better, make better stories. And the one thing, too, that that made it so good in the late 90s was you just never knew, like, oh, is this Edge's last match and he's going to go to AEW? Like, that that made it more interesting to watch both shows. Like, oh, is um, I mean, a big one is this Wednesday. The FTR putting their uh, if they lose to the Gun Club, they're done. They're quitting. And like with that CM Punk stuff, where they're really good friends of CM Punk, and he, you know, decided to shoot himself in the foot again this week. FTR might just leave AEW. What what Punk do this week? You, are you you really have not you haven't been you haven't been plugged at all? So no, I'm 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 just getting off the road, man. Like I'm so, catching up. All I've done oh is I haven't seen so you any saw, dynamite, nothing. So like last two months, so you've been like seeing like smoke clouds. We're like them laying track for Punk coming back, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, this week something happened with Meltzer, and he said something. And so like Punk went to Instagram Wednesday or Tuesday and just like called Jericho out, Moxley out, call them all pieces of crap, and they're terrible, and the whole place is terrible. And like once again, like this threw all the goodwill out. Toss it away, which then made Moxley like go on of uh, Renee Parquet's podcast, and, like kind of set the record straight, like what's going on between him and Punk, because Punk was saying how Moxley, like Punk was saying he wasn't cleared medically to mess wrestle Moxley for the belt like three months ago, four months ago, and that AEW made him do it, and all this shit. God, like he literally, like I thought if you had told me a week ago, I'd be like, yeah, Punk's coming back in two, three months. He's gonna pop out FTR versus the Elite, and it's gonna be great. And then he just pissed it all away again this week. The man cannot. Punk's, a- Punk's the guy who gets fired from like five jobs, and he always complains to his friends about the employer, and he never takes any responsibility at all. It's never his fault. He never has anything to do right. with it. And it, he like being a punk diehard like I am. It, he's making it really hard these days. Well, I'm a huge Hangman fan, so like when he like threw Hangman underneath the bus a few months ago, I got really upset. Because Hangman didn't do anything, in my opinion, out of order, out of like out of, out of line, and like you're just jealous of Punk, though. 
I mean, a little bit. But like I said, I, I was a punk fan growing up. That's what got me back in, that pipe bomb. Like you said, all that me got me too. back in there. And it then, absolutely like, was for me. That moment, no doubt. And he could have, done, he could have been special in AEW. And if he hadn't done this new thing, the money they would have made up FTR and Punk versus Omega and the and the Bucks would have been millions. Just print the and money. You, you wonder too with the WWE sale, he's got he's got another run there. If if it's not if it's not Saudi Arabia and Vince is in charge again, yeah, you know maybe. But like, I don't think I don't think Kong doesn't have his contract anytime soon. How long is that contract? I, it was it was big, like two isn't it at least now two or three years. Like I said, yeah. that just... He's getting old, too. This is what I'm saying. Like, this is what you're talking about. Like, the, you don't know who's going to show up. Like, so, like, FTR now, who is Punk's best friends, are in a match on Wednesday. That if they lose, they they quit AEW forever. So, like, in your head, you're like, well, now they're gone because Punk isn't coming back. Right? You don't this know. This isn't some big work, is it? Oh, man. I don't think so. I don't think you put Moxley on AEW's podcast with Renee to have him talk shit if it's a work. It's one hell of a work. I know. I mean, even but Moxley, I wouldn't believe it. But I don't think Moxley carries. Water so, is that people. worth me downloading that and listening to that podcast? Um, he basically like said that like what happened was so they had the squash match, you know, when Moxley squashes Punk, and according to Punk, he wasn't cleared for that match, and didn't like that idea. And now Punk's saying that they forced him to do it, and Moxley's like, "I was doing you because at that point, apparently, Moxley wasn't even under contract this entire mm-hmm. summer." Like he was just doing Khan a favor by wrestling these matches because he just came out of rehab and he didn't know if he wanted to do it again. He was like, I didn't want to go on the road again. And like, you know, regress back. So like, so like he's like helping punk out and punk basically just wouldn't listen to him is what the gist I got out of it. Cause you mm-hmm. know, punk can't have anyone else's ideas, but himself. Right. He's a pain in the ass. There's no doubt about that. I, I, so, but there's money to be made, but I just think that now, like after Colin Jericho, a line POS and, Colton Moxley is trying to hurt him. I don't feel like how you can come back to that locker room when the, those are the two leaders of the locker room, right? And they're not going to work with them now. All right, brother. Well, this right. was fun. We will do this again uh, for the next big card. We'll do this somewhat regularly. <laughs> yeah, sure. Man. In this spot. And if you guys are listening and you have any of these, any ideas of like quirky stuff you'd like to hear on the pod, go ahead and I'm going to try and get a lot of like weird stuff on here. I got some friends who are in the uh, ghost business. I was going to ask what you meant by that. I was I was intrigued by when you said weird, not the ghost part. I was like wondering where you're going. Well, I'm going to do normal stuff too. Like, I mean, I'll, I'm going to do like normal sports stuff, but I'm going to do like fun, weird stuff. Like, you should do I'm an all night, all night stream from a haunted house. So you should. No, that would be epic. I'm not going with you though. I don't. I don't do. I don't you do. Afraid? Ghost. Don't do ghost. You think they're I, real, though, right? Oh, of course. I just don't deal with them. Yeah, no. I, I have this big two-story house, and it's old. And, like, I you have someone respect. over. Yeah, someone over here, and they're like, I don't like this room, this doorway. It's a weird feeling. And I'm like, you need to shut up. Like, don't be putting that in here. Don't be getting that in my head. Have that, you ever that, had an experience, Dad? I, I've. Yeah, you want to hear my best experience? Yeah. All right. Is this shut? Like, all right. So. Me and my friend went out when we were in high school to this haunted cemetery down in Southeast Iowa. It's called Mars Hill. And it's since been burnt down. It's a Satanist place. It and got like, burnt down? Yeah, like 10, 15 years ago. Who burned it? Some punk kids. And oh, uh, so like they weren't supposed to? No, just some assholes. Um, 
And like, so like before it was burnt down, we were, we went and messed around and you used to like, if you would stop your car on the bridge, your car wouldn't start. And my buddy, like being a jerk, stopped this car on the bridge. And the whole thing, like he's old, this back, you know, like in 2000s, like his was hey, like a 1980s Cadillac. So like his right window, if it went down, would not go up. No matter what you did, would not go up if it went down. And we're on the bridge and he stops his car and we can't get the car to stop. Can't, and I'm like, I'm cussing at him. And you I'm couldn't s- get it to stop? Start. Couldn't get it to start <laughs> again. And I am nice. so mad, this whole thing. And the passenger window's down. And I'm mad about this whole situation that he's put me in. And we're there for like five, ten minutes. We can't get the car started. Finally, we get to start. And I'm like, you need to put this effing window up now. We need to get out of here. And he's like, well, you know the window doesn't work. I'm like, I don't know it doesn't work, but just put it up. So like, and he hit the button, and the window went up like nothing. So we, then we drive back to the small town where my car is parked. It's like probably one thirty-two in the morning, and we get out to take a leak at this park because that's what you do at two in the morning. You're taking it. We're, and we're like sitting there, and like his car doors are open, and we're taking a leak at this park. And I look up, and there's this woman, this old woman, all in white. In this park, just staring at us. Just staring at us. And my my friend's like, because he's a jackass, goes, hello, are you a ghost? Are you a spirit? At this woman, as I'm like, I'm trying to like hurry up and leave. And she doesn't answer us. And she just stares at us. And as we're driving away from the park, she just like turns and just waves at us as we're like driving away from the park. So you didn't even go and talk to her? Why would we go talk to her? Because there's this old lady in the park. I would go and see if she's real. I just left a Satan church. I stopped on the bridge that you're not supposed to stop on. I am not going to go talk to the woman in a white nightgown with hair down to her butt who's not responding back to us. Ain't happening. You should have taken a picture. This is 2000. On what? <laughs> Did you have a Motorola <laughs> Razor? Like, I had a Nokia. I might have had a Nokia. I might have had a, I might, you know, I might have only had a car phone at this time. A bag phone. Yeah, 2000. You're right. We didn't have camera phones. No, no. Like, So you you absolutely think ghosts are real then? Oh, yeah. Don't fuck with them. Screw them. Sorry. No, you can say you can say fuck. In a way, I don't, I don't deal with ghosts. I don't like people like talking about ghosts in my big old ranch. Like, I have like a huge like old white house with a porch. It's a, it looks like it's haunted. Don't, don't talk about ghosts in my house. I don't want to deal with them. So you can go. Yeah, so you and your buddy both saw this. this yes, thing. we still talk about it. And he was just shouting at her. Are you a spirit? Are you a ghost? I mean, and all this stuff, like just was not just thinking about right now. I get goosebumps. I mean, I mind mean, you, we, now we have to end the podcast. This mind is mind you, we had our dicks in our hand the entire time. He was yelling at him. So we were taking a leak. So. But and this yeah. woman's watching you take a leak. In well, the we, were, we were behind the doors, you know, off to the side. You know, the doors are open. We're standing, shooting off the side of the doors. But yeah. Oh, so I thought you were just like beside a tree or something. No, we were parked in the park in, uh, in you know, the small town I live by. And like, and you think this woman followed you from the graveyard? I don't know. Wasn't going to find out. I'm really disappointed you know, that you didn't. You know how people. You know how people die. You go talk to ghosts at 2 a.m. in a deserted park. That's how you die. We're gonna leave it right here. All right. He's Ted Flint. He hails from the state of Kansas. <laughs> Thanks to Circa for sponsoring the CW Pod here on Iowa Everywhere. Later. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy WrestleMania.
Iowa everywhere.